everyone locked on big 12 podcast on today's show arizona what do the wildcats bring to the big 12 and will they be the first school that starts a potential exodus from the pac 12 to the big 12 all that's coming up on today's show you are locked on big 12 your daily podcast on the big 12 conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Josh Neighbors here, host of Locked On Big 12. Joining us today, Michael Luke, the host of Locked On Wildcats, covering all things Arizona athletics. Uh, and, and this conversation, we've been doing a series, Michael, first of all, thank you for being here. But we're doing a series looking at the four corner schools, kind right. of asking, hey, what do they bring? Uh, this this one's a little bit different than that because reported last week by Michael Shear or Jason Shear, not Michael Jason Shear. Uh, is that Arizona is going to have a meeting with the, the Big 12. Now, we assume these conversations have been happening back and forth for a while now, and there was some contact before. But this is kind of like the tip of the spear, if you will, I think in terms of, of realignment. So what have you heard about that meeting? And you know, uh, how important is this week for the Pac-12? Obviously, it's our conference tournament. There's going to be some clarity, apparently. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, what's your sense of how that situation is for Arizona in the league? Well, it, it's interesting. I think everybody in the Pac-12 would have would like to stay together, but I think the problem, though, Josh, is that right now it just doesn't appear that there's the money there because, again, um, George Klyukov came in and he's basically been the exact opposite of what Brett Yormark's been able to do. Brett Yormark came in and every he said, you know, I'm going to get a TV deal, I'm going to get a raise for these schools, and I'm going to uh, take care of this Oklahoma Texas situation quickly, and then I'm going to get to uh, expansion. And essentially, he's done two out of those three already. And meanwhile, George Klyukov comes in and he basically says, well, you know. Um, he goes, he takes some shots at your mark and then says, we're not looking to expand as meanwhile, USC and UCLA right under his nose are looking to leave to the big the 10. Yes, exactly. So he's been behind, he's been behind the, uh, behind everything basically from day one right here. Um, as far as, uh, as far as Arizona goes though, like I said, it's, um, this, this week I think is going to tell everything because again, if I, you can't come. You can't come with a twenty-seven million dollar deal that's heavy on streaming at this point. Now, again, I get that streaming is the wave of the future, but the future right still isn't right now. And uh, there's a reason that every other conference right now is relying on linear uh, linear uh, uh, television. So that uh, that to me is kind of a non-starter. And honestly, I don't. I just don't see where the money is right now. I've you know talking with people again. Who knows? Maybe there. Maybe he does have a uh, you know uh, a rabbit up his sleeve, but I, I I don't see it right now. I just I really don't. And as far as what Arizona brings, I mean, you guys are the best basketball conference in the country. Um, I think that's you know I think that goes without saying. Last two national titles, you know, um, going to probably have a what five teams that are going to be seated in the top three or four in the tournament, something like that. And Arizona fits right in there. I mean, Arizona is a basketball school. It's uh, leads the uh, Pac-12 in attendance year in and year out. Um, I think it would fit in very nicely. And, you know, from an athletic perspective, I'm all for the move because I think that uh, the Big 12 offers a lot more than the Pac-12 does without the L.A. schools. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like right now, you know, what we're talking about is a stopgap. And, and if you think about it, like, do you really want to be in a conference that's using a stopgap, you know, trying to catch their breath? and. Right. I think, you know, the, the, the numbers is really funny. So I, I 
worked for Sirius XM and I worked in the Pac-12 channel a little bit. I was there a day when George Klyavkov was on and uh, this was about a year and a half ago. He mentioned like, I think the next television deal is going to be on uh, linear cable. And I think, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, I think we're two away from streaming. And now right. ironically now he's got to sell, uh, right. you know, sell, sell right. the entire, and this is the problem is for a conference that has always complained about lack of visibility and also too, yeah. I mean like the pack, the pack network did not help that at all, even in right. their own backyard, this would hurt that even more. And so that's why I think the big 12 presents this opportunity. And you're right. I mean, think about it. I thought once the Texas Oklahoma deal got done, I was like, man, this is going to put a lot of pressure on the pack 12 because then Brett, your could turn his attention fully yeah. to expansion. And, Cause I mean, at that point you're managing two things and the TV networks wanted it done uh, obviously the SEC, OU in Texas, the current schools. So he's like, all right, got to get this done. But then where's his focus to now? I mean, it's, it, it's squarely on this and look at the media. I mean, the stuff in the media, like, you know, perceptions reality at some point, right, Michael? I mean, well, it, it is out there that this is, this is what's the last piece of good news the PAC 12 has had. Well, I mean, you know, and that's, and that's the key right there is that uh, George Klievkov talks, Brett Yormark acts. That's the difference right there. I mean, George Klievkov came in and he was promising all this stuff. And meanwhile, we're, you know, we're, we're at March madness time. Now they're almost a year away from that TV deal being up and right. you're going to be now presenting your first possible deal. And from what I've heard, there's, that's not going to be very flat. It's not going to be good. Um, as far as the money goes, um, now who knows, maybe he's able to, you know, get a couple million here or there, but what is the ability worth to these schools? Like what, well, is, the, what is the dollar the, figure you place on visibility? If you, even if you're, like you're Oregon and Washington, I mean, right. those are two schools that were in the CFP, right? The, Oregon is Nike's college football school, and you're going right. to put what seventy five? You know, or like you know, I know they're going to be featured a lot on on the non cable, but still, that's a lot of your games on 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 streaming. Well, Josh, there's two different things. You're exactly right. There's two different things here. Uh, the presidents are against a move because the presidents, from an academic perspective, the Pac-12, and this is no slight, I'm for moving to the Big 12, so it's not no, but it's significantly better academics generally across the board. Um, but, you know, at the same time, though, if you're an athletic director, your job is still athletics. And if you're Oregon, if you're Washington, why in the world, if you could possibly get in the, uh, you know, there were some reports out there about, I think it was Colin Cowherd yesterday, right. who said that uh, Oregon and Washington um, uh, could go to the Big Ten at uh, 50% value. Why in the world wouldn't you do that? Granted, you know, that would be like $36 million, But at the same time, though, it still puts you in position to be in that conference. Well, you're going to get the other two places. That's exactly right. And and the conference and the conference is dead the second that those two jump. And if you're, a, if you're Oregon or you're Washington, why in the world would you sign up even for a five-year deal where you're going to be, you know, where heavy streaming, where people aren't going to be seeing your product. And again, it's not like this is a situation where it's like Carolina or Duke and you know what, whatever situation, whatever platform you're on, people are going to tune in. I mean, it's not Oregon and Washington aren't that. Arizona's not that as well. Whereas when it comes to uh, Arizona, you know, this, uh, it, it answers a lot of questions because again, Pac- or Big 12 football is fine. Again, it's probably about even with the Pac-12 right now. You guys just had a, ch- a, guy, a team in the national title game. so Yeah, the um, competition top to bottom is, is a bit better than the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has got better teams at the top, I think. They've got more yeah, no, teams at the top. Totally, totally agree with that. Um, and honestly, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good fit. Again, this is, I have, you know, my, my degrees are from Arizona, so I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. dissing on Arizona education. But at the end of the day, we're not Harvard. You know, we're not this. And nobody looks at Arizona or ASU and overall and says, man, those are big time academic institutions. They're solid, but, you know, they're not they're not next level. So. Big state schools, which is fine. I went to one of those, too. 
hundred percent Arizona. I can't tell you, you know, it's for a lot of kids that didn't get into California or could get into California schools. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, But the thing about it though, too, and this is why I think you got to be careful with some of the reporting you hear is when you hear that, you know, the pack is solidified and they're solid. It's always sources coming from Oregon state and Washington state. Well, what are they going to say? They, I mean, Josh, they have no other option because if the pack 12 dissolves, nobody wants them. They're going to be in the mountain West. So of course, Oregon and state and Washington state are going to say that it's very odd though, that you never, and it's not odd, but you never hear Oregon or Washington being on the record saying that exact same thing. So, right. you know, you got to be careful with where you're getting some of the information from, because I think it's clearly biased. Yeah, that's, it's such a good point. And, and, you know, I'm so glad you brought it up because I was actually going to ask you about that, but you know, you read the John Canzano's of the world and like, like, I don't want to slight John. He's he's good at what he does. He's got a great pulse on the pack. And but when it comes to the stuff like the information, you know, we we see his piece from Friday. It just doesn't match up with what we're right. hearing from anywhere else, right? right? I mean, you hear comments like, "I, you know, we're going to be in the neighborhood." I wouldn't be surprised if we beat that. It's like, who is coming right. to give you that kind of money? Unless a streamer is like 100% streaming, well, you know, we're giving this is, money for it. So this is 80% streaming. This is with all due respect to John Canzano, but at the same time. Um, he's reported so much stuff that's just been nonsense. He thought back that there was going to be, he reported in one of his columns, there was going to be, I believe I said a September 6th deal that there was last year in 2022. I heard after, yeah, after Labor Day, right? Was yeah. There- I mean, the, the guy's not getting, and then on top of that, and here's where a guy like Jason Shear's done really good work. He started uh, saying that, you know, well, I'm talking with unnamed, or I'm talking with unnamed sources from Arizona. No, you're not, dude. Um, nobody, nobody from Arizona is, is talking to him. And after Shear put that out there, he stopped saying that. So again, again, I'm not saying that he's making things up, but at the same right. time, what he's reporting is at least from an Arizona perspective, never aligned with anything that anybody heard here. And again, you can just kind of look at it and say that, you know, his track record to this point has been kind of bogus. Um, you know, again, I'm not meaning to, you know, throw stones or whatever, but it's been kind of bogus. And when it doesn't add up to what anybody else out put out there, you know, like, you know, for example, he'll try to, t- he's taking some shots at Brett McMurphy, who believes that Arizona is going to end up in the big 12 and that Oregon and uh, Washington will end up in the big 10 with all, again, with all due respect, Brett McMurphy is as good as they come. This is the man that broke, uh, that broke the breakup of the big East. He broke the urban Meyer scandal. This ain't John Canzano. So again, those are the kind of people that I generally would look at right there. And Brett, to, to know, I remember when ESPN was doing the reporting on the talks breaking up between OU and Texas, saying there's an impasse. Brett goes, not, they're not done talking yet. They're not right. done. And guess days later, you know, or I think it was like a week later, we got the, the deal. You know, yeah. the deal got done. He, and so he's as he's as good, he's as good as they come, and his track record again, his track record's flawless. Yeah. So yeah. when a guy like that says, TV thing was weird, I like I'm not sure how much I on TV was involved, but I'm not going to doubt Brett. I feel like they were involved. They were involved in the I, conversation. Here's what I think happened. Again, I don't have any insight on this, but here's what I think happened with that. I think they probably reached out, and I think it was Brett taking a little bit of a shot there at the Pac-12 that that's kind of where – that's kind of – honestly, Josh, that's kind of what I thought that that was. I'm sure they reached out. He wasn't making anything up, but at the same time, I think it was also kind of a wink-wink. You know, that's that's where that's where things are with you. So, and also, just for those of you who are like wondering what the latest, we're, we're doing this on Monday afternoon because news happens so fast. So, if you guys mm-hmm. want to be like, hey, what, you know, the Pete Damble article is out. Don't trust anyone. That's the latest in the Pac-12. And, and I'm sure, you know, you'll have more on this uh, on your podcast and your radio show. But let's actually talk about Arizona for a little bit. 
Um, so it's funny. I'm going through all these. I've done, I've done Utah, I've done Colorado, and they're in really interesting spots because Colorado needs like a they've got Deion Sanders right now. And so actually, I think for them, like short term, which they shouldn't be thinking of, but like being in the Pac 12 is actually better for them, I think, right now. Yeah. Just trying to get that thing going. I agree. Um Utah, I think they'd fit well in the Big 12, but if you're a Utah fan, you're like, man, we're kind of kicking everybody's ass right now. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. really know if we want to leave, right? right. So, but, but still, I think they'd be fine. But but Arizona's in this really interesting spot because they've been the ones that have been most talked about. Their basketball would benefit from uh, like uh, UCLA right now, right? I think they beat one tournament team. I think Arizona's the only tournament team in that stretch they've beaten. Off the top of my, a, I mean ASU's bubble, I guess, right? But if you right. go and look through that, that that winning streak, it's it's almost not Gonzaga level, right? It, but but like, it's not it's not that far off though, right? And, and you're kind of like, okay, I mean, what does this mean when when you know the tournament rolls around? You're you know facing Houston's ass fire and wants to kick your butt in the boards and stuff like that. Right. And the Big Twelve has teams like Oklahoma State. They cannot shoot. That you know right. they they're awful offensively, but they want to crash the glass and play defense and every team presents a different challenge. I feel like basketball would benefit from that. Maybe take a few more L's, but man, you took a, you look at a roster like this that Arizona has, you yeah. sharpen that blade in the big 12. I would be horrified of that team after the season because every deficiency you have will be exposed right. by the end of the year and you're going to have ample opportunities. to. Change. Well, exactly. And I like what, I like what Brett Yorm, I'm a big fan of Brett Yormark, by the way, but uh, I like what he said. Um, as I'm sure you probably are as well. I like what he I like what he said though when he said that he thinks basketball is undervalued. And I like his idea though about cornering the market, saying, "Okay, listen, the SEC's got their football. Totally get all that. We're going to be the basketball conference. Arizona's a top 10, 15 program, whichever you want to put it in. Kansas is a top five program. Baylor's a top 10 to 15 program. You got Houston coming in now. Granted, you know Houston, you wonder how good they are post Kelvin Sampson, but either way, there's potential there. You got Cincinnati again, you and you got other schools too. You got your Kansas States, you got your Iowa States, you know schools like that. But I, I like the idea because again, if you bring in Arizona. You've got three programs right there in Kansas, Baylor, and Arizona that really, you know, if you're looking at a triumvirate right there, you know, just from, you know, recent history, long-term history, they stack up with about anybody right there. And honestly, and I think this is a frustration for a lot of Arizona fans, is that when you're in the Pac-12, you get stuck late night on 9 o'clock with Bill Walton calling your games where, and again, I'm cool with Bill Walton in certain situations, but you can't have him having an Arizona UCLA game with two top 10 matchups. And he's talking about, you know, playing pickleball with Jamal Wilkes for 20 minutes. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen yeah, in the. Yeah. I yeah. Was thinking of the night. It was, yeah. It's, and look, I respect, we love Bill Walton. It's great, but for like, sure. that's where There's you a time and a place you want the J and I know, I know UNC and Duke are playing, but like you want, you know, pick yeah. whoever, pick whatever better crew you want. You want somebody else. And I love Roxy Bernstein. I think he's awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you want, you want kind Bill, of Bill Walton is good for the Arizona Oregon State because the thing with Bill Walton, and again, I'm not really dissing Bill Walton, but the thing with him is that the broadcast becomes about Bill Walton at that point. It doesn't become right. the product that you're on the field or on the court, and no other conference, quite frankly, would put up with it. There's no way that the Big 12, if you have a big Monday between Texas and Kansas, Bill Walton's not on that call, nor would Bill Walton ever be considered to be on that call. That's the difference for me. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, for football, mm -hmm. so, you know, they're, Jed Fish obviously is trying to reset the Arizona football. And I think they're in an interesting spot. I think I think both a ASU and Arizona will be great additions because 
the one thing people have been talking about kind of from a big picture point of view is how many people have moved out of the state of California into Arizona because it is more affordable, which I think in turn is going to help their recruiting in years to come. And I think also would help big 12 recruiting if they are there, you know, the schools are there. Hey, we're in Arizona every single year and other playing ASU or other Mm -hmm. playing Arizona, whatever, you know, we're we're there pretty often. I think that would help as well. And, And also like the, I guess the program, would you say there is, there is more fan enthusiasm with Jed fish with kind of what the way things have no. been going. Like people are, they started to care. Like where, where would you put it? One to a hundred percent because I mean, now listen, there was nowhere to go, but up you know, with Kevin Sumlin, yeah. but you know, fish has come in here and fish, fish does things, you know, fish, fish grinds, fish is in his office at six fish is in leaving his office till nine, you know, when, when it's applicable, um, you know, nine in the evening, but he brought in a top 25 class um, you've got, you know, he goes from, he inherits a program that lost 12 straight games. First year he wins one last year. He wins five. They're probably going to be in that six to seven range this year. He clearly can recruit again. You're bringing a top 25 class. You brought in arguably the top wide receiver in the nation last year in, uh, um, uh, Tedaroa McMillan, which, uh, you know, is a longtime Oregon commit. And he was a freshman All-American. He he can recruit. He can recruit at a very high level. I was very skeptical of the hire, but so far, I mean, he's proven me and a lot of people wrong. But I I think I think a guy like that will be fine. Plus, you lose a little bit of that California luster with the fact is it's hard to even if you're in the Pac-12, it's hard to tell kids, you know, in California, oh hey, we'll get to play in front of you because UCLA and USC aren't there anymore, so you're not going to be playing them. So that's another you know another aspect when you look at the California you know situation. Yeah, I think their football would be a really good, you know, just a good fit. Like, I think if you get a Jed Fish and there keeps doing the job he's doing, like, it adds another just competitive team to the league. I yeah. mean, you know, we had Iowa State not make a bowl game this year, and they had, like, one of the top 15 defenses in the country. Right, but right. It's like, even if, you know, I think what the Big 12 wants is even, obviously, they want the time slots, right? They want, want later. Mm-hmm. But you want to add schools that are adding – you know, just some competition, right? Like yeah. they can just be a part of, cause that's the thing with like, you know, Lance Leipold at, at Kansas. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you cannot think that Kansas is going to be a, a walkover as long as he's the right. coach there because he's such For a sure. damn good coach. I mean, right. it's, it's unreal the job he's done. And so I think that's the one thing also, I think another big picture addition, a big picture part of this is there is really something to being in a block, right? I mean, if the no big doubt. 12 gets to start, starts into 14, 16 teams, if we ever go to super conferences, like, are you just going to ignore 16 teams? You know, I think it's TCU impossible. It's a great example. Like TCU just went to a national championship. Yeah, exactly. Can, are you going to just ignore schools in, in well, one of the, in the richest high school football state in the country? Well, just ignore the biggest schools, some of the biggest schools there. I don't think they can. Well, right. And then you, I mean, ha, I mean, heck you look at a school like Baylor, Baylor in the last 12 seasons, I believe has had three coaches that have finished in the top 10 or 12, a three separate coach and yeah. had the program completely tank and crater and then come back up. Exactly. Between Bryles rule and uh, Aranda. And obviously the basketball under Drew speaks for itself as well. So, you know, when you look at a, a Baylor, you can't ignore that. I mean, it, it becomes, again, you know, from a revenue perspective, it's not the SEC, but it's also not something you could ignore. If you're in the Big 12, the Big 12, no matter what that next conference realignment is that's, that will happen in the next five to seven years, Big 12 is not going to be ignored right there. I mean, it's, it's just not, you have, there's too many entities involved. Um, and again, it's not like you're adding crap either. I mean, you know, uh, Cincinnati, Houston have upside for sure. I mean, as we've seen, you know, what Luke Fickle did at Cincinnati, what we've seen at Houston, obviously it's not like you're adding, um, you know, for, they're in, they're in places. You're Cincinnati not adding New Mexico Ohio. state. Right. 
I mean, UCF has like one of the largest alumni bases now. It's not like a really wealthy one because it's a lot of guys and you know guys and guys. Right. But you can win there. You can win right. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they went an undefeated season. You know, Cincinnati went to a CFP. You know, it's it's like it, it is possible at all of these places. That's just it's just kind of what I want to wrap with this entire conversation is. Do you think this is where this is heading? Do you think Arizona heads there because there is some more establishment? There are greener pastures. What do you do? You think they're heading there? I guess first part before that. What do you think it will take? Does it take the partnership with, uh, you know, at ASU? Is it a certain dollar figure? Is it a certain promise? And one note I want to put in this is that I think one thing people are forgetting: the the Big Twelve will go to market once and maybe even twice before the ACC does. No doubt. No and doubt. also, there's no Pac-12. There are only then three major conferences hitting market before right. 2036. Great. Big point. Ten, SEC, and Big Twelve. Right. And. Do you think that is a major factor in this, that maybe, hey, they might not get the full allotment or whatever on this television deal, but the next time they're going to get a, a handsome fee because there's no more Pac-12. It's gone, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are, those, are great que- those are great questions, Josh. Uh, the first thing is, I think that, I, I think it kind of, for- it's going to force their hand. Obviously, this meeting is going to be very important, but if if Klievkoff is coming at you with something like 80% streaming, I just don't know how that is is something that you can roll with at this point. Maybe seven years from now, but we're not at we're not we're not at that seven years point. And also, I don't know where you're going to get money to be able to match what the Big Twelve can offer because again, uh, entities like Apple, Amazon, whatever, they didn't get rich by overpaying for a product that's backed into a corner right now. And I think that was a you know a huge miscalculation by Klievkoff allowing the Big Twelve to get their deal first because. Now they're situated. Now they're they're stu- uh, they're set, uh, put up there. I would imagine that these numbers that are going to come out aren't very good. It's also interesting too that supposedly this meeting uh, this month or this week is going to be a Zoom. Whereas if you were close to something, if you were you know if you were close to a deal, you would think that all those athletic directors would be together in Las Vegas. You know, with the champagne toasting. Here we are. We're we're done with this. The fact that it's a Zoom leads me to believe that it's probably going to be something underwhelming and that there's not anything that is going to be signed immediately. And at some point then you got a guy like your Mark, who is, who makes moves. And I think he's going to continue to be active again. I don't, I, I don't have any insight per se, but I would, I would imagine that Arizona ends up in the big 12 for sure. Yeah. Just it's the momentum, right? Yeah. The momentum right now. You know, if you look at all this and that's why the Colin Cowherd thing makes sense, you know, yeah. I, normally I think we'd be like, Hey, Colin Cowherd, we don't trust that. But if you think about a situation, he's also a West coast guy though. He's got right. some, he's got some connections right. on that. Yeah. But, for sure. I mean, he also works at Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so who's, who's flipping that big 10 bill. And it makes a lot of sense. Like, hey, we can get Oregon. We can get Washington. We'll pay you 50, you know, even not it's 50 million, but Hey, we'll pay you 40 million. That's right. More than the big 12. Give you. That's more than the big, uh, you know, that the PAC 12 can give you. That's that makes a ton of sense, right? Just business makes sense. And then, you know, at that point, right? Like you think about, okay, if all of this is such a house of cards, and as you mentioned, those two brands go, there's just not a lot of security, even in a short-term deal. Oh, there's no security. Like if they if they go, well, I I can tell you this, Josh, if they go, Arizona 100% is in the big 12. If you think that they might go, why aren't you out the door? Or it's just a matter of time, right? Because at some point they're going to be a part of this. And, and McMurphy, I thought, made a great point, too, where he said that Oregon and Washington also make sense for USC and UCLA somewhat because you don't want to have those two just on an island if you're the Big Ten right there. And if you have those two, then you have four, four 
established big time schools right there. I think it just makes too much sense if you're the Big Ten. And obviously they would take they would take whatever the Big Ten offered them at that point. So again, um I would I would imagine Arizona ends up in the Big Twelve sooner than later. All right. I'll start ordering my uh my Arizona Wildcats gear. Michael Luke, where can people yeah. find you and your work and all of its variety? All right, you can find me on Twitter at at Iron Mike Luke, locked on Wildcats as well. All right, Michael Luke, we appreciate your time and hopefully we'll be talking to you very soon. Appreciate it, my guy.